is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we're inviting you over to our website at freetalklive.com. Go head on over there. Get in, uh, involved. Get interactive. Uh, you can actually create the content of the website. What you see there on the front page uh, was created by listeners like you. So you find something online you think is interesting, submit it over at freetalklive.com as show prep, and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike whatever it is you've submitted. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. So do head on over there and enjoy because the entire site is free. So uh, much to discuss here tonight, plus the Occupy movement. Uh, I haven't talked about it in a few days, and uh, it's just because nothing really, you know, nothing really came across my uh, my plate as being, you know, this has to be discussed. But now it looks like the S has hit the fan to some extent, at least out in Occupy Oakland, with the news being that apparently peaceful Occupy protests degenerate into chaos. However, they're only talking about Oakland. So how can they call it peaceful Occupy protests degenerating into chaos? Each individual person is waging their own protest? They make it sound like it's the whole – like the headline makes it sound like the That's whole Occupy. That's what the news really wants to right, do Exactly. Here. That's the whole, whole idea is to sully the name through the, uh, the whole idea of shamming the, the viewers, the listeners, the readers, whatever, with false headlines, false propaganda. According to uh, the Associated Press, a day of demonstrations in Oakland that began as a significant step toward expanding the political and economic influence of the Occupy Wall Street movement ended with police in riot gear arresting dozens of protesters who'd marched through downtown to break into a vacant building, shattering windows, spraying graffiti, and setting fires along the way. Have you seen any of this footage, Ian, of the uh, the arrests and the crackdown? No, have you? Yes, it's quite graphic. Really? It's It's definitely like there's... Lots of shots being fired as far as tear gas canisters, and then, of course, the trail of smoke, and then they get kicked back or pushed away or, or knocked away from the people that they were shot at. Uh, in Oakland, previously, last week or uh, earlier this week, uh, there was reports of police shooting protesters in the head with, with tear gas canisters. Wow. There was, uh, in fact, one video I saw had protesters going to help this person who was shot in the face with a tear gas canister God. from nearly point-blank range. Sick. And, and then you see a cop throw a flashbang grenade right in the middle of this group helping this injured person. Literally, mm. in the midst of this group, and then, of course, there's there's more chaos as they try to grab this person who is unconscious, who who has brain damage because oh, of this, this yeah. fractured skull. It was a, actually a vet, too, if yes. it matters to anybody. Right. Yeah, yeah. If if that your your whole rah 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 patriotism hits your nerve, then yes, it was a veteran and uh someone who went to Iraq, I'm sure, and uh fought for freedom. Yeah. And now look what he's got. Uh so a little more here. Um, protester Monique Agnew, 40 years old, said we go from having a peaceful movement to now just chaos. The far-flung movement of protesters challenging the world's economic systems and distribution of wealth has gained momentum in recent weeks, capturing the world's attention by shutting down one of the nation's busiest shipping ports toward the end of a day-long general strike that prompted solidarity rallies across the U.S. About 3,000 people converged on the port of Oakland, the nation's fifth busiest harbor, in a nearly five-hour protest Wednesday, swarming the area and blocking exits and streets with illegally parked vehicles and hastily erected chain-link fences. Now, this I hadn't heard about this. I guess it's pretty big, though. Uh, what anybody heard about this one? What was their motivation there? Was it like we're for just the chain links or the uh, the crackdown? To o- just to occupy the port, like we're just going to interrupt people trying to trade. 
Is that I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard any specific um, idea or reason articulated yet. Port officials say they were forced to cease maritime operations, citing concerns for workers' safety. I guess this uh, this happened yesterday. So this uh, this shutdown of the port of Oakland was Wednesday. Uh, they you said, think the news would come out with some kind of uh, you know story as to why they were going after the port, but you know maybe not. They said in a statement they hope to resume operations uh, today and that uh, the port workers were will be allowed to get to their jobs without incident. Continued missed shifts represent economic hardship for maritime workers, truckers, and their families, as well as lost jobs and lost tax revenue for our region. So this is one of the issues with the Occupy movement. It's just so vast uh, that uh, what is it? What do they really stand for? I mean, I've, I'm involved in the Occupy Keen, but no one has ever suggested well, getting I, involved. I in, say the answer is they they don't stand for anything. Right. Individuals in the group stand for different things. I think that's that's particularly true of the different facets within each area. Like in Oakland, I'm sure there are ANCAPs that are waving you know black and yellow flags, just as in, there are everywhere. It just might be a small number, but there are also very socialist, idealistic uh, individuals who are pursuing right. that goal. And then there's individuals pursuing more of a conservative goal, maybe, and the Fed. So I think there's a lot of fragmented groups in every sort of situation. Oakland, uh, New York, even here in Keene, there's different ideas being talked about. So that that's repeated throughout all of the Occupy, quote-unquote, movement. And uh, I think you, you can't really point the finger at the, the movement or even one city and say anything because... They're There's, different. Yeah, it's so different. Right. So out in out they in did, Oak- they took some polls. Uh, the Christian Science Monitor took some polls of the groups, and they're divergent. As you could, I mean, they're they they are divergent. I mean, it, right. So I mean, Occupy Oakland and what they're willing to do may be completely different from what Occupy Philly or Occupy Keene, uh, for instance, might certainly. be willing to do. We've and, seen Philly go out and get permits for their Occupy movement initially, and uh, you know just. Different tactics in different cities yield different results, and so we'll see how how the state, as a monolithic structure, because you know they all pretty much they are individuals in, in the police force and whatnot, but they all have the same sort of manuals that they all train by, so they all have the similar movements when they react to certain situations. Supporters in New York, Philly, and Los Angeles uh, staged smaller-scale demonstrations, each group saying its protest was a show of support for Oakland, which became a rallying point when an Iraq War vitre- veteran was seriously injured in a clash with police last week, which I presume is what you're talking That's about right. there. Uh, the larger Occupy movement has yet to coalesce into an organized association, and until the port shutdown, have been largely limited to scattershot marches, rallies, and tent encampments since it began in September. Organizers in Oakland had viewed the day as a significant victory. Police said about 7,000 people participated in demonstrations throughout the day that were peaceful, except for a few incidents of vandalism. One of the protest leaders, Boots Riley, and how it is you become a leader, I, I'm not quite clear on, touted the day as a you success. stand in front and talk. Saying, we put together an ideological principle that the mainstream media wouldn't talk about two months ago. I'd like to know exactly what that principle is. <laughs> Apparently the mainstream media isn't talking about it enough to know. <laughs> His comments came before a group of demonstrators moved to break into the Travelers, a- Travelers Aid building in order to, as some shouting protesters put it, reclaim the building for the people. Oh, God. Riley, whose anti-capitalist views are well-documented, considered the port shutdown particularly significant for organizers who target it in an effort to stop the flow of capital. Okay, that's exactly what I, I figured it was. Just when I heard that right. they were shutting down a port, it figured, well, okay, they're not, talk, they're not talking about targeting the biggest of the big evil corporations. Right. They're talking about targeting anybody that's involved in shipping. Shutting down the marketplace, basically. Right. Shutting down any flow of goods coming in from what is, they say here, is the, the, uh, the country's fifth 
busiest port. And so, sure, there's going to be some big corporations that are involved in shipping, but there are also likely some smaller uh, groups and, and companies as well. And so, as, and as was pointed out here, you're getting in the way of, of the truckers and you're getting in the way of the, you know, the, the longshoremen or the, the folks that are working uh, at the port. And that's not helping those people. That's not, aren't you guys concerned with jobs? What about the image, too? I mean, think if, if the protesters there would think about what kind of image am I creating for the the society, or the, not just the society, but the people who actually work and live there. Now, some of these people might not even be from that area, might not live anywhere near the port, but they come here and they interrupt the normal daily routine for people who are just trying to, as as are just part of the 99% as any one of them. Mm-hmm. So... You know what's this? This just—it seems like they're. But they don't. They aren't enlightened enough. They don't know what the goals are just, of the ninety-nine percent. What is in the best interest of the ninety-nine percent? So we must show them. Well, it seems like they're shooting themselves in the foot as far as creating a image nightmare, a marketing nightmare for however you know future protests are going to go in that area with that those individuals. So I, you know, I don't know what positive. They thought they could create from this. Well, apparently it didn't create anything positive because later uh, the violence erupted. We'll talk more about that here in a moment. They're liberating those workers from their bourgeois overlords, and the workers will be thrilled. 1-855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features like our mobile site. Maybe you've got a smartphone. You want to get quick access to our streams and podcasts. Just go to m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it's free. The holidays are just around the corner. This season, consider the greatest gift that you can give your family and friends. Peace of mind. Daily, we talk about destabilizing events around the world, unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, just to name a few. You can get prepared. Protect your family. You shouldn't delay. For my protection, I choose wisefoodstorage.com. As a matter of fact, I've tried a couple of their their meals now. I just got them uh, earlier this week. And... All of them have been tasty. Uh, the you know they have diff- different. They have ones for camping and ones for f- food storage. But the food storage, twenty five years. I mean, I, it seems like that's a you know that's going to last a while. Uh, it's a good investment. You should have food around for you and your family. Um, Wise Foods. You can go to is it uh, wide wisefoodstorage dot com. Again, wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOOD-WISE. Promo code FTL for a free sample, free shipping, and 10% off any order that you get. Plus, peace of mind's free. It's Wise 
foodstorage.com. More coming up on the Occupy movement, what happened out in uh, Oakland yesterday and apparently today as well with some violence erupting. Uh, Some more detail on that. Plus, JJ, you're going to give us uh, an update on Occupy Wall Street where the first court hearings have begun. That's right, the first arraignments. So we'll hit that in a moment. But first, Erod is on the line in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live, Erod. Yeah, hey, I'm um, sorry for uh, kind of switching tracks on you guys on this Occupy thing. That's all right. It's free talk live. You can bring up what you want. Go ahead. Uh, okay, yeah, I've had something that's been on my mind for a while that's kind of been bothering me. Let me ask you a question. Do nurses take the same sort of Hippocratic oath that that doctors do? I don't think they do. That's a darn good question. Why do you ask? Well, you would think that, you know, you're, you're a nurse, that you would, you know, you, your, your, your purpose is, well, you've got a patient, you're going to take care of them, you know, no matter what. And I guess I'm bringing this up because just here last week here in the state of Georgia, there was this nurse, a head nurse actually, who was taking care of a patient, and the patient apparently was wanted by the police. Well, the police barged into the hospital, and the nurse said, whoa, 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 hold on here. You're not taking this man. He's injured. He's hurt. You know, he's under my care. You know, but the police didn't care. And so what they basically did is, well, you know, has this woman was trying to take care of her patient, 44-year-old woman. She gets tased in the back, oh. in the back. She goes down. She gets handcuffed. And uh, apparently they take the, the, the patient away. And I'm just thinking, and, and by the way, she is being charged with felony obstruction. Jeez. Felony obstruction. Okay? Where did this happen? In Georgia. And wow. I, I don't exactly remember. It's, you know, just outside of Atlanta somewhere. You know, so but, she was uh, trying to do the right thing, take care of her patient, and the cops attacked her yep, for it. Yep, right. The cops wanted to take him because apparently the guy was, you know, wanted in some sort of crime or something like that. I don't know what he did. He's probably a bad guy. Nevertheless, this woman is doing what she is supposed to do, what she's paid to do, is to take care of primarily the patient first, but the cops didn't care, and they just tased this woman in the back, and now she's facing felony obstruction and like i said you know she's probably a decent woman she's a you know she's an rn head nurse you know probably probably when she woke up in this morning she, you know, that morning she probably thought nothing like this would ever happen oh, yeah. to her but now she's facing she's got a lawyer up now it's going to cost her a bare minimum of about five thousand dollars probably more like ten thousand dollars is she going to be able to keep her job I don't know. Can she even get another job? You know, probably not. Not with a felony obstruction on the, on, on on her it's head. It's crazy, and it, it's it's really sad. It's it's really sad, and it just it's just amazing that this kind of thing is going. On. And here's the saddest thing about it is though, you know, if she she'll probably take a plea deal, and it, uh, let's pray that if things gets you know dropped down to maybe a misdemeanor charge. But if she doesn't take the plea deal and wants to go to court, you know what's going to happen. She'll go to court, and her jury of her peers are probably going to say guilty. guilty. Probably. That's what happened to me. Sadly, um, 66% of uh, felony cases are are found guilty. I mean, you'd think that somebody who took it to court would would, would, uh, consider themselves to be innocent. So at the very least, you'd have a 50-50 situation. But nope, more than that. Go ahead. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, this is crazy, and you know, these kind of things go on all the time. And I guess I'm, I'm just making this call because you know, you got so many people who always say that, oh, you just follow the law, you'll be okay. You know, nothing's going to happen. Just do what it say. Well, this poor woman, she probably, I mean, she probably never, you know, hardly did anything wrong. She woke up in the morning, thought she was doing the right thing, but no, you know, ah, you got a felony obstruction charge for doing the right thing. So I'm really ticked, and it's really sad. So, so hey, back to your original to question, that. Erod. According to Wikipedia, the Hippocratic yep. Oath is an oath historically taken by doctors and other healthcare professionals swearing to practice medicine ethically. So it doesn't say for sure it's nurses. It but seems to be that, that, that there is a Hippocratic Oath that's been adapted for um, nurses, and some nurses have taken it. Um, other nurses will take the uh, the nightingale pledge um, there is apparently no across the board uh, sort of uh, uh, homogenous uh, way that nurses pledge thanks erod appreciate it man 855-450 free i don't think it matters though um, if somebody's trying to provide medical care to someone there's no reason to tase them yeah that's just out, out of control I mean, it's absolutely outrageous that's what the police do though they uh, tase first and ask questions later and of course they can get away with it because they're in charge, and they're completely unaccountable for what they do. What, what I, I can't understand is how this case could be lost if this woman had, had done nothing wrong. I mean, if she can... She didn't obey. She's done something wrong. Well, I mean, that's, okay, besides that, that's their position. I, I, think, I think showing a jury of her peers that the police overstepped and with her credentials as a head nurse and helping people and whatnot, you know, being a compassionate person... I'd say her odds are better than I, mine were. In right. Court. Well, <laughs> it's like, well... Okay, if, if if they get do this to this nurse, she should be able to win this case and then sue them or something like that. Or yeah, that'd be some, nice. some sort of recourse where they might think twice next time before they pull the taser out on some situation that doesn't require it. One eight five five four fifty free the toll free number. Speaking of uh, getting for, violent, for, to me this is like going real fast to the old taser. You know, like uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the kind of uh, you know the, the the kind of people that will would just jump to a taser this quickly. I I don't know. I don't have anything nice to say about that. So speaking of that, back to uh, the violence of uh, Oakland, where there were activists, maybe about 7,000 people uh, demonstrating in downtown Oakland, specifically a bunch of them going to block the port. Uh, One of the so-called leaders has anti-capitalist views that are well-documented, saying they targeted the port in an effort to stop the flow of capital. The port of Oakland there sends goods primarily to Asia, including wine as well as rice, fruit, and nuts, and handles imported electronics, apparel, and manufacturing <laughs> Now equipment. they're importing a, couple of ex- a few extra nuts. Mostly from Asia, as well as cars and parts from Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Hyundai. An accounting of the financial toll from the shutdown was not immediately available. The potential for the chaos that ultimately erupted was not something Riley wanted to even consider. And the peace that abided throughout the day did not last into the night when protesters voicing anger over a budget trim that forced the closure of a homeless aid program converged on an empty building where the program had been housed. They blocked off city streets with dumpsters and other large trash bins and started bonfires. We'll come back with more. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org.
show is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. You can take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733 here tonight. It's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we invite you online over at freetalklive.com. The webcam's there. You can watch, listen, and chat. Chat room's built into the same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. And you can see that there and get interactive with our some of our other listeners. Cam.freetalklive.com. It's free. Ruger's new SR-40C is the compact version of the recoil-reducing striker-fired SR-40 pistol, one of the slimmest, most ergonomic, full-sized 40 caliber pistols on the market today. The SR-40C is based on the same high-performance, glass-filled nylon frame as those used on so many great Ruger pistols, offering the same features, including a slim frame, short trigger reach, reversible backstrap, amnidextrous controls. The SR-40C features a throw-hardened stainless steel slide or an alloy steel slide with nitrodox pro black finish you can see it at ruger.com and purchase it at your local gun dealer again it's uh, ruger.com so we've been talking about the occupy movement uh, giving you an update on some of the goings-on out there across the country oakland probably uh, one of the i guess most conflicting areas of the occupy movement meaning that uh, the police have been conflicting with some of the protesters there and of course not all of the protesters are of a violent sort. And, of course, an ultimate question that needs to be asked is how many of the protesters who are being violent are actually undercover police officers? Because you never really know these things. And there certainly have been protests in the past where undercover officers have been outed and shown to be who they are. Like the, the one protest where the, the cops are still wearing their jackboots as they attempted to blend in with the rest of the crowd. Happens. It, it happens. I mean, this has been shown over and over again. Kent State was, uh, was proven to be this, too. So in the case of Oakland, uh, some protesters were upset over a budget cut that closed the that closed a homeless aid program. They converged on the empty building where that program had been housed, blocked off city streets with dumpsters, started bonfires that left 15 feet, leapt 15 feet in the air. The statement, according to the city bureaucrats, was as follows. Oakland police responded to a late-night call that protesters had broken into and occupied a downtown building and set several simultaneous fires. The protesters allegedly began hurling rocks, explosives, bottles, and flaming objects at responding officers. Several private and municipal buildings sustained heavy vandalism, and dozens of protesters wielding shields were surrounded and arrested. I'm hoping there's video of some of this stuff. Really, though. I haven't seen much video at all of protesters doing violent things, so it would be good at least to have some video of this showing not only that it actually happened as the police or the the agency is reporting, but uh, also just to contrast with the peaceful nature that most of these Occupy protests take. I want to know what the problem is with wielding shields. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a defensive weapon. I think wield you probably could use in that sense. You can get away with it, I think. But exactly what is the problem with walking around with a shield? I mean, it it, it is to block things. That is the purpose of a shield. I suppose you could use it in a thrusting manner. Captain America slings his like a giant bouncing frisbee, but I have never seen that done with any kind of uh, alacrity by somebody in in real life. Well, it's 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 to... Aid in the disobedience, I think, and that's that's why the police. Well, it's don't to prevent like it. themselves from being tased, I, I imagine, and uh, well, of course, you know, the the government doesn't like it when you 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 know don't want to get you know tased. <laughs> Protesters reported running from several rounds of tear gas and bright flashes and deafening pops that some thought were caused by flashbang grenades. Uh, Fire crews suppressed the flames at the scene. Meanwhile, protesters and police faced off for the rest of the night in an uneasy standoff. 
In Philly, protesters were arrested earlier Wednesday as they held a sit-in at the headquarters of cable giant Comcast. So I guess they're just picking on anything that's a somewhat large corporation. We need to stop large corporations. That, to some extent, has been the mantra of some of these uh, Occupy folks. Right. They they could care less what's going on. They Just show the bottom line of the revenue this corporation's had last year, and they're like, oh, let's get them. They got too much money. Right. How many of the protesters are using Comcast cable connections to update their, uh, you know, their Facebook feeds their, their, and websites? Uh, yeah, their, their Facebook feeds on their iP- iPhones. Right. You know, right. while they're wearing their that, designer I jeans. Saw, I mean, everything, everything have these you people picture, have in the Mark? world is made by, yes. Everyone's a, seen that one that's going around on Facebook, which, which shows, one? you know, protesting corporations and then, then just points out all the corporate things that they have that in they their have. possession and, yeah. and, and just in this picture. Well, one it's of my favorite things. It can't point them all out. It points out right. some of them yes. just to show the make the point. Well, one of my favorite things kind of brings me back to a conversation we had years ago. On I the mean, show. how many of these people are wearing homespun like Gandhi recommended? Uh, do you remember years ago, Mark? I don't know if you were here for this one. Uh, it might have been the period of time when you were off the air. But we talked one time about sanitize. I think it was called sanitizers. Yes, sure. Uh, these people that are they're so anti corporate that or at least they fancy themselves in that way that they'll buy like a video camera from Sony and they'll put a big piece of black tape over the Sony logo or they'll scrub it off in some you know some way shape or manner that they, they will essentially de-logoize all of their corporate products so they're still enriching those corporations by buying their products but they just don't want to you know allow the, the advertising logos yeah. to yeah, be exactly. seen so you know i think it's fine if that's what you want to do um you know if you want to spend your time taking the logo off i get it uh you know i mean if you don't want because toyota does a big advertisement on the back at least used to be now it's not as much but i remember toyota used to be huge on the back of a truck truck yeah on the truck bed and and you know i mean do you you, why am i advertising them at the same time i don't see that advertising being so effective or i don't think a lot of people go out and buy stuff because naturally they, they see someone else is wearing nike oh i have to go and buy nike people like the brand usually is what it is is that I like this particular line of clothing. I've had either success with it in the past or or it's just fit me right. Well, that's not the kind of advertising that gets anyone to – it's not a call to action. That but, is the branding But your point earlier of saying that they've already paid for the product, that's that's the whole – that's the market transaction right there. You know, they, they could protest it all they want. You could protest McDonald's all day, all day but if you keep eating there every day, yeah. your protest is, is mute. What's the point? Yeah. What do you do? What is What are you trying to prove? Uh, so uh, – Okay, Comcast. Yeah, so they're a big company. They're in a lot of markets. And the problem with Comcast and their ilk is not so much that they provide people with internet service and phone service and TV, but the problem is that they work hand-in-hand with the government to essentially have what is a a near-monopoly on providing those services. And back in the old days, it used to be a monopoly when it wasn't cable modems and just cable. It was just cable TV mm-hmm. prior to uh, the what eighteen inch dishes, the dish TV or direct TVs, the the different uh, little mini dishes that came out for folks' homes. All your choices were was you either get the over the air antenna and get the two to Rabbit three ears. channels that uh, or the, right or above your uh, the above your house antenna that big giant thing that looks like I don't know some sailing uh, jellyfish in the sky and then maybe you'd get a handful more channels so you could get the over the air channels through antennas or you would have the cable monopoly because well the giant C band dish. Well, there was always C-band was around, but uh, that's not really a cost-effective method for a lot of people, so it wasn't really an option. When I was a kid, they, the, the, the my best friend's uh, family you know, had that. Did so. you ever watch the porn channels on there? I never even knew that they had them. <laughs> oh, you missed out. Yeah. Uh, so, 
but my point being that uh, basically the way it works is a local government or state government will get into agreements with these cable providers and they have uh, franchise what they call franchise agreements where essentially they lock down the marketplace in most places to anybody else that wants to come in and compete and it's still that way in most places you can't well, get you, cable you, tv from somebody else right and nowadays though a lot of people don't necessarily i think the cable tv market share is much smaller i think it's still there but sure. more people today are using the cable companies for internet access for this broadband connect you know and um the competitor for that, of course, is the DSL or the phone companies right. and, of course, satellite, if you have that option available. So internet co- competition is a little bit better because the phone company is allowed to play in that same realm. So right. you get the phone company and the cable company and then, like you said, maybe some wireless companies uh, or satellite uh, kind of playing in that market as well. So that's good and that's probably why we've seen internet prices coming down. But even so, you're still talking about maybe an oligopoly. You know, an oligopoly situation where you've got the monopoly of the phone world competing with the monopoly of the cable world to provide you with internet right, services. Right. I mean, it's it's not an optimal market, no, uh, free market situation, and it's not it's not a free market in any way, shape. There's or also form. satellite internet available. I mean, you can get that. I've got that at my house. And, well, and you as we get, mentioned, there there was JJ mentioned that. Okay, I'm sorry. You could get uh, get internet delivered over a cell phone fob too. And I had that uh, right. At my so house there, at as I said, too. there are more options, but even still, it's it's not a free market. Market. 855-450-FREE because you can't start your own phone company or your own cable company in the area. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free on the site, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Oh, by the way, if you want to help support the show, you can do that by becoming an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. It's three bucks a month. That's all we're asking you for. We take that money in and reinvest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board. Get some of the perks, too. Free State Project's Liberty Forum is uh, February the 23rd through the 26th. It's one of the largest liberty gatherings in the world. You can be part of it. It'll be held at the elegant Nashua Crown Plaza. So far, the speakers include uh, Joel Salatin, author of You Can Farm, Clark Neely from the Institute of Justice, Jack Spierko, a survival expert, Michael Cloud from the Center for Small Government. Just go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Sign up with coupon code FTL2012. Uh, actually, the signups have been more brisk than they have at any point in the past. So 
You know, wow, that's great. You don't want to, you don't want to mess around on this one, or you're going to be staying at another hotel. Not a good choice. Yeah. Um. So that's a coupon code FTL twenty twelve, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. I just spoke with the uh, the infamous. Famous and infamous Chris Lawless today. That's the organizer of That's the Liberty correct, Forum. Yeah. And it, would, it wouldn't surprise me that uh, that signups are really hot because everybody wants the Liberty Forum to come back. Anybody that's ever been to this event before knows how great it is. And it didn't happen this year due to an organizer mishap, unfortunately. And so they brought the original organizer back, the guy who gets it done. Uh, and it has it is getting done, and so people are are excited, justifiably. Yeah, the um, you know, there's also the sort of the aspect where, you know, previously that had been an annual event. It went off every single year, mm-hmm. so you could say to yourself, "Well, I just can't afford it this year. I'll go next year." Right. Well, now, <laughs> you know, since there was a year that it didn't happen, it's it's uh, you know, it's shown to people, hey, well. Maybe it won't happen next year. You never know. So now's the time to sign up. You know, folks are signing up. I suspect that it will yeah, happen just, next year. But just like last year and, and the year before that, you know, last year was scheduled to happen, but the year before, each year it's like the tyranny is ratcheted up one notch, and the government is going even more crazy and, and doing even more ridiculous things. So this year is no different. All the more, uh, the all the more need for an event like the Liberty Forum to bring people here to New Hampshire to be around hundreds of other like-minded folks. For the weekend in a hotel, and it's a lot of fun. So freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, the code FTL2012 to save 10%. Our number here, 855-450-FREE. We're talking about the Occupy movements coming up. JJ will update us on Occupy Wall Street. We've talked about Occupy Oakland and Philly. Oakland, where they occupied a port recently in order to shut down the flow of capital. Some occupied the port. And then some also occupied the offices, uh, corporate offices of Comcast in Philly recently as well. Because I guess Comcast is a corporation. Let's go to Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? You talked a moment ago about a Facebook picture showing some of the corporate products that the anti-corporatists at an Occupy protest were using. Yes. I don't know that they could identify everybody in the picture as being an anti-corporatist, but I think that it does, uh, you know, it still paints a picture. Well, that picture... um, I would like to sit down with one of them, an, an avowed anti-corporatist, and ask them about that before I would be inclined to laugh or poke fun at them for that picture, because it reminds me of uh, how people, you know, they deride libertarians for using public roads and continuing to use and benefit from public services even where private alternatives exist, because what we would say is, well, what choice do we have? Well, they might say the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm wearing, I have all these corporate products because nobody else is making them, but they would say, but that's because the the corporatists are monopolizing the ability to make these things. I think I think those clothes could easily be made in the Agora. I think, um, yeah, I think people could make and sell them amongst themselves without getting involved at all with the government if they wanted to, if they wanted to get off and, and, and do something like that for their own personal gain. Or oh, it's a lot so, easier to complain, though. Well, oh, oh, yeah, hold on. Sure uh, so, is. I mean, they're, they're, hold on. You can buy things without supporting corporations because other people have bought them already. When you buy things in the secondhand world, um, if you go to eBay and you buy an iPhone t- 2G instead of 3G or 4G, I don't even know, somebody's already paid the, the profits to the corporate pay masters or whatever the term is that you wish to use for thrift that store for clothing right you can go to the thrift store for clothing you can have still these name brands which of course would be uh, would make the would still make the picture sort of funny but at the same time you don't have to support corporations so a person could stand up and say hey yeah i've got some corporate made stuff but i didn't pay the corporations to make it okay but another issue is how much extra time energy and money 
would it take for them to actively go out of their way to do that? To they buy might, at a thrift store or, it depends or, on or what, buy things on eBay? It depends None. on how, how strong a principle they have towards what they believe. I mean, it depends on their convictions as well. I mean, people can talk and wave signs all they want, and they can swear up and down that they're this person or that person, but I think their actions at the end of the day judge who they really are. Yeah, I don't think you'd have to go out of your way to buy a phone off of eBay rather than going to the Sprint store. I mean, will it cost you something in functionality? It, it, you know, you certainly won't be on the very bleeding edge of technology, but who is a month after they buy their phone? Well, now one could okay. argue, Mark, that by doing those things, I mean, essentially you're still by proxy supporting the corporation. I don't think one understands economics if one is uh, making that argument. The fact is that, you know, Levi's does not benefit one whit. I suppose they benefit from the advertising on the back of my jeans. However, I could rip that tab off. If anybody still buys Levi jeans, I'm not 100% sure. But, uh, you know, no, Levi doesn't get a single dollar if I'm purchasing that from Goodwill or your local thrift store. It's true that by by going through thrift stores, you are essentially preventing you you're preventing new sales from happening, and therefore not affecting their their profits in any now, way. Now, one might be able to make the argument that if I don't buy somebody's phone used, that they may not be able to afford to buy another new phone. Mm-hmm. But they're really pushing it because the next paycheck that person can probably pull it off. I mean, if you want a phone badly enough, you're going to pull it off. Nick, but I am just. Um Throwing out conjecture here, uh, at the end of it, I would still, my first instinct is to reserve my laughter until after I've, I've asked one or two of them, because I'm sure there's probably something that they might be seeing that I'm not. I don't really care about the, the, the laughter pointed at them as much as the lesson it teaches uh, sort of the individual who might be seeing it. I mean, it is a valuable lesson to show somebody on Facebook. I mean, it's not just a joke on the Occupy movement, it is also an object lesson on, look, if you may not like corporations, but the fact is they are ubiquitous and they provide you with things that you want. And every penny that's made in the marketplace is made by providing somebody with something that they feel is more valuable than the dollars that they spent on it. And some of them are better than others, too. I think that's important to point out is that these corporations are not all the same. They're not all built the exact same way. Some of them aren't as tied in with the state as others are. And some of them are providing more useful products than others. But now, haven't you heard states say exactly the same thing? Like, like it or not, the government is ubiquitous and it provides you things you want. I see nothing right. Oh, I see not nothing, voluntarily. I see nothing wrong with using government services if it is the only option, or if it is the option that is uh, you know subsidized or whatever. I, the problem with me. It, to me, is the monopoly the government claims for itself and the funding mechanism it uses, not the fact that people use the government or anything like that. We all need uh, some fire department to prevent fires from spreading, whether that fire department is uh, you know private or public or whatever it is. Uh, you know, folks that that say that, I love it when folks say that. Please call in. Let's talk about it. The problem with government is the threats of violence that they use. Thanks, Nick, for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. I also think that just calling all corporations bad is just as foolish as saying all people are bad. I think yeah. it's just it, blanket statements like, or just just attacking the idea of corporations in general, it's, it's just ludicrous because there's a lot of voluntary things done when people work together to create a product or to create a service. So well, I'll attack the idea of corporations, but not the idea of business. And I think that's kind of what gets muddled in this anti-corporate discussion is that people claim to be against corporations while using their products. And they're not really against corporations. They're really against 
the uh, or they're, they're not really against business. They're against the evil corporate uh, masters who are in bed with the government, who are wielding power to achieve their ends. Right. It's, it's the word corporations. Well, is, should be. It's basically it's sort of been demonized, and, and there's a lot. A lot of different ways to look at the word corporations. You could say the word corporations is the legal term defined by creating this this corporation as a legal entity within the United States governor government as a you know a tax ID type entity, whatever you want to call it. Now as a person based on this judgment by that uh, foolish robed committee. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, corporations are also. I mean, it's also a word to describe. Just small businesses. Like I had an LLC. It was a, it was a little uh, you know limited liability corporation and back in in Milwaukee. And we were certainly not one of the big corporate fat cats. We were all out of pocket. We we did as much as we could with as little as we had. You weren't lobbying the government. No. You weren't asking for favors. Right. Corporations no. don't use violence to implement what they want on people. Okay. That's the government. Right. Well, it, the, the government corporations do. The, the government corporations. Their corporations do. too. Municipal corporation of the city of Keene. One eight five five four fifty free state of New Hampshire. That's a corporation as well. We're on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Over two up. When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems. Starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications. Living by candlelight or flashlight. It's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators. Any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. freetalklivesolar.com. This is Free Talk Live, launching into hour number two. You can take control of these airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. We invite you on over to our website. You can go there, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features. Get interactive in various different ways and do it all without having to pay a dime because uh, great folks like SACL CAI and our, our other great sponsors are behind us and behind the website uh, so you can use it without having to pay membership fees. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to jack you for five, six, seven bucks a month in order to use their site. So I think you'll find that we have more for free on our site than those other sites will charge you for. See for yourself, though. Freetalklive.com. Occupy protests around the country have been the uh, the majority of the, the show's topics thus far. There is, of course, uh, many other things to, uh, to talk about here tonight. Mark, you wanted to tell us about uh, someone's door being kicked in over an iPhone. Uh, but first, we'll, uh, we'll continue with uh, the Occupy thing because we've given you updates on Occupy Oakland where there's been some violence that has erupted. Why that happened is still not, uh, not sure whether it was the police that instigated it or the police that were being agent provocateurs or, 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 or it was actually some some sort of violent protesters. I can tell you that here in Keene, uh, advocates of violence just won't be tolerated. I mean, uh, just if you're a racist or you're an advocate of violence, it's just not going to pan out for you uh, coming around here. Well, yeah, any bigoted so- sort of person. In the Occupy movement. In the Occupy movement. Yeah. And in the Liberty movement as well. 
Right. And there's some crossover uh, between the two. So, uh, in fact, just recently, there's some some lady that's shown up on the uh, Occupy Keen discussion forum, doesn't live around here, at least there's no indication that she does, and she started to post, uh, she posted one thing about how communism is, is evil or whatever, and so she's clearly got an agenda that, sh- that she's push- pushing, and I'm no fan of communism, but uh, I think that, you know, it's, it's not appropriate to just come in and start spamming uh, political beliefs on a group that is dedicated to discussing one particular thing, which is the Occupy Keen movement. And then when you click on her information, and she started her own Occupy Keen page apparently now, <laughs> where she's posted a link to the Vanguard News Network. Remember them? Uh, weren't they a bunch of bigots? Yes. It's a white power, uh, white supremacist, uh, so-called news website, who many years ago started a radio show called Free Talk Live. Yeah, okay. Really? Yes. And so there's there is a white supremacist free talk live out there. There that was at clear, once. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's still around because the guy that was hosting the show ended up murdering his wife and killing himself. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah these guys are you know you know really mentally stable. Yeah. yeah, that's that's hardcore right there. But the the Vanguard News Network was bigger than just that one guy, I guess, and so it's still out there. This woman posts that on her Occupy Keen page, and for me, that's enough. I don't need to know any, anything more about you. Of course, the sad part is she also posted something about ron paul so you know wow once again you if you're running a political campaign you can never choose your supporters right yep yeah there's uh you know sadly uh you know just too many bigots out there that support ron paul and you know it's, it's sad so my point being uh some people shouldn't be tolerated in movements and uh, and i you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put up with it personally uh 855-450 free now what's going on in new york city occupy wall street They've hit the courts, finally. That's right. This story out of rawstory.com. The first batch of 78 protesters from among hundreds arrested for disorder over the last six weeks filed in a New York state court. Nearly all of them telling a judge that they were innocent and demanding a jury trial to clear their names. Prosecutors had offered a deal in which protesters would see charges dismissed, provided they kept out of trouble for six months. Oh, yeah. The Mm. mass refusal raised... Translation, stay away from the Occupy movement. Exactly, exactly. The mass refusal raised the prospect of protesters clogging up a court system that will be obliged to provide each defendant with a trial lasting approximately one day. There's a general push, said Joshua Lewis, 23, after rejecting the deal known in legal terms as an adjournment in contemplation of dismissal, or ACD. They were offering ACDs, and the majority seems to be moving to reject. I rejected it, he said. I'm entirely not guilty. Like others processed Thursday, Lewis was arrested September September 24th during a march in Manhattan's Union Square area. Many more have been arrested in other incidents since then, with 16 people detained on Thursday outside the headquarters of Goldman Sachs in the financial district, the New York Police Department said. So basically, yes, they they are in mass, not taking the plea deal, not going to go along to get along. They're in mass, all requesting jury trials, which is great. And I, I think that... That if this continues with all the people arrested, remember the 700 people arrested on the Brooklyn Bridge mm-hmm. incident? Yeah. Good luck with sure. that one, court 700 system. court cases. Yeah. That's going to be real tough to deal with. Uh, you know, the, 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 co- the cops and the judicial system simply aren't used to this. Now, 700 people in, in New York could be swallowed up in the system. I don't know. It's not going to be easy, but at the same time, it's, it isn't like seven. Well, you figure that each, each trial 
you have, they, they're going to schedule a day for it because it's a jury trial, and mm-hmm. they have to you know run the officers and do all the uh, the, the the charades that the state puts on. We've seen trials, mm-hmm. uh, so so each each person is one day, and you figure just these seventy eight that's seventy eight days of one courtroom being occupied. Now I know New York is the Empire State, and they have a lot of police and a lot of courtrooms, but if this carries on. I can easily see the Occupy movement shutting down the court system for oh, at yeah. least a year. There's no, even though New York is big, there's no court system that can handle mass non-cooperation, no. period. And that's what this is. When you don't take the plea deal, when you don't take the offer, the AC, whatever it was. ACD. ACD. When you don't take the deal, you clog the system. You contribute to being a clog in the system. Now, up here in New Hampshire, we've only seen you know a handful of folks not take the deal at any given time, so it's not enough cumulatively to really do anything of significance. But if you get a large group of people that's been arrested to say, no, I'm not going to take the deal, let's go to trial, that's going to change how everything plays out. There's no way they're going to go through with this. There's no way they could, they, they could possibly handle it. The article goes on. In the biggest incident, hundreds of people were arrested during a march in October across the Brooklyn Bridge. They have not yet entered the court system. Protesters in court said their refusal to take the deal was a matter of principle. Victoria Sobel, 21, said she pleaded, pleaded not guilty because we are not guilty. It's about personal accountability. And Martin Stoller, a lawyer representing about 15 protesters, said pushing the cases to trial showed the prosecutors could not intimidate the mostly young activists. Mm. To, to force someone to take an ACD in a case where they are factually innocent is unjust, he said. They thought they were on a legitimate, lawful protest march. Another, another lawyer representing more than a dozen protesters, David Rankin, said, A lot of people believe they did nothing wrong and they deserve a day in court. Both the lawyers said that from their groups, only two people accepted the ACD deal. Hmm. Yep. And uh, the thing that I would ask folks, because I mean, there's a lot of prejudice out there against the Occupy movement, but think about uh, this for a second, is if these people are guilty, then what's the benefit of this ACD, which is essentially a plea bargain? Um, you know, you keep your little nose out of it for exactly. six months and then you can go free. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a plea bargain. If these people are guilty, what's the benefit to society and who, whatever victims there were out there by the blocking of this uh, George Washington Bridge? And I'm not going to say there weren't victims. I think that everybody who was trying to get to work or get home or whatever at that point is a victim of this particular protest. Was it worth it? Perhaps. I don't know. But um, so what's the benefit to society as a whole? Because that's what the claim of, you know, the, the judicial systems there to benefit. What's what's the benefit to the, six, uh, the the victims? What's the benefit to you and me and anybody who's a not a criminal and b not a bureaucrat? Well, I guess the argument would be that it would take them out of possibly doing such actions for six if months. they're guilty. I want them to get a trial and get their punishment. Isn't that what it's supposed to be about? Well, the punishment could be the the idea of deterring future behavior. Then let's get let's get some punishments going here. Right, right. Make make them feel the pain of their wrongdoings. That the article continues here. The protesters are charged mostly with disturbing the peace and resisting arrest. Trials could start as early as January 9th. So basically, they they've gotten the uh, the whole bucket charge of mm-hmm. disorderly uh, disturbing the peace or disorderly conduct. Wherever you're from, maybe they call it one of these two different terms. And then, of course, resisting arrest because you know you had to make that police officer beat you a little bit. Yes. So you know it, you got to pay him a little extra. Those 700 arrests weren't all um, you know entirely peaceful operations. I'll no, tell you not that. at all. But this is where things could be going next. Obviously, the cold is going to be it. 
become more and more of an issue oh, yeah. with the Occupy movement. It here. seems to be the Occupy movement's going to be gone in the winter, but that's just but my that's opinion. But that's just it. These trials are going to be January. Yep. So the, the trials are starting as early as what was January 9th, That's said? correct. So that's the beginning of the trials. There's going to be more and more trials throughout there's, the whole winter. And there's winter. nothing saying that Anonymous couldn't come out and say, we're having some more Occupy movement in, in, in the May. Uh, they managed to pull it off this time. Why wouldn't they do it again? But no, they should have, fine, in May, but but during the wintertime, go inside. Have Occupy movements in City Hall. Have them at the, the city courthouses. Oh, Kick him out More of there. coming up. This is Not If There's 800 People. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your super tuck at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial in, toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. That number brought to you by SACL C. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. Uh, the the principal, uh, one of the principals over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty. He is a big supporter of Free Talk Live, is one of our longest running advertisers here and uh, couldn't have made it without him. Uh, appreciate Jason Osborne and SACL CAI. If your company needs to try something new in the area of uh, accounts receivable and collections, SACL CAI can do it. They can do it in a way that is respectful of your clients. You see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI. 855-450-FREE. To the phones and the fun. We go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, I wanted to tell you that I still believe in the Big Tent Theory, and I'm sure working on you guys and hoping that someday you'll You'll join me in that regard. What, what do you mean by that? Uh, well, I heard a little while ago that you were saying these kind of people, they don't belong in the Oh, racists the and movement. advocates of violence. Yes, I firmly believe that. Yeah, definitely. I well, will exclude them from my tent and do it joyously. Well, here's the, here's the reason believe, I'd like to... I believe at the time you were talking about bigots. You said some people had bigoted views. I don't like bigots either, yes. Thank you for clarifying. I don't, I don't much appreciate well, that either. And, and, but the truth is, if I just looked at the definition of bigot, and actually you're a bit of a bigot yourself. Because, because I'm, I'm bigoted against bigots, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a person who is utterly... In, I'm, I'm reading you the definition here. A person who is utterly intolerant of any differing creed, belief, or opinion. So if somebody has an opinion that you don't like, you rule them out. Now, I look at this as being a crime of nonviolence. In other words, if somebody has an opinion that you don't like, that is a crime of nonviolence to you. You know, I look at every crime as being a personal thing. I don't see crimes as being uh, something that some crazy politician wrote on a piece of paper. But I write my own laws as an anarchist. You write your own laws as a free marketist or whatever you call yourself. And my laws are different than your laws. But because we have differing beliefs or creeds or opinions, that doesn't mean we should rule each other out as freedom uh, marchers. Yeah, We're yeah, it all does. in this freedom game together. No, it, it does mean that I can rule those people out because I want nothing no, to do with the, the, these intolerant you, you folks. You can't rule them out because you don't run the movement. 
No, no, what my movement. Yeah, he, each person can you make can, their own determination you, as to who they're going to associate can, with based on their self, You can self-determine. You can self-determine. Right. I run a website. I'm not going to let others. you blog there if you're a bigot. But you can't dictate to others. No, of course not. But I can tell you, you can't come around me, and you can't come let's around stop, my Let's website. stop using the you, uh, one, that, that a person can't come around me, and a person can't, because I mean, You, Eugene's if you're a, a bigot. Right. Thank you. Not but Eugene, I just, but I just you if you're a bigot. A bigot. Hmm? I just proved you're a bigot. I don't know if I agree with you. Well, well it does. But I'll I'm reading myself. the definition. I'm reading the definition from dictionary.com. Is that wrong? Is it a wrong definition? I let me let me take this from a different tack, Gene. The first thing that um, those those on the left will often say, and you know, talking about the tried and true pinkos here about the liberty movement, they won't address uh, issues of uh, you know personal ownership. They won't talk about the violence of the state. They won't talk about any of those things. The first things that they say are they're racists. They love corporations, and uh, they want to see poor people starve. That's now, great. Let's let's say that what you just said is true. It's Who not. Cares. Well, I, I think striking the root, what I would have to say is simply that I think bigoted people and violent people engage in a negative behavior that I don't wish to associate with. They're, they're, well, you, th- again, I'm talking about victimless crimes. No, no, no. No, I can choose who I, I want to associate with, no with based on my preferences and my time allocation. I mean, I, I'm not going to associate with someone I don't feel is, is worthy of, of associating based on them being violent or them using some bigoted or negative statement towards other people. I think that's 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 not something I'm comfortable when, doing. When you narrow the field, you restrict the the ability of us to obtain our freedom. But you're narrowing the field by saying you don't care what the leftists say in order to exclude libertarians. So I I'd much rather open up the wait wait things. wait Gene wait. I'd much rather open the liberty movement to leftists because there's a lot that can be said to the liberty movement than to open it up to the very few tried and true sort of neo-Nazi uh, bigots out there. I mean, well, I open it up to everybody, leftists and rightists. But you said you don't care what their complaints are about the liberty movement if their complaints are that it's uh, you know it's a bunch of racists and you know there's tolerance towards racism that then they have no, got I don't care what their complaints are and I don't care what the other complaints are I work with everybody in the in the interest of gaining freedom okay but if you want to talk about a big tent if by allowing undesirable people like uh, racists bigots and uh, and violent advocates of violence into your tent if by allowing those people into your tent prevents more people from coming into your tent than otherwise would have or pre- yeah prevents more people from coming in who otherwise would have been interested in coming in then you've essentially sm- sh- shrunk your tent by allowing those people in first of all I don't believe that for a minute because I think that Eighty percent of the population is a bigot to some is bigoted to some extent. But they don't see I'm it. talking about black people, white people, and God forbid, even Chinese people are bigoted. So you know, if you're going to rule out eighty percent of the population, man, you got a pretty small group. No, of I think people you're speaking to, to preferences, not bigoted. <laughs> I'm not talking about people that have, uh, you know, feelings about race. I'm talking about ones that will lay it out there in a fashion that is just disgusting to the average person. And I don't care whether they're black, white, or Chinese. Um, and this, we do the same thing on the Free Talk Live BBS. And there's a reason for it. If you don't, they're going to drive away everybody. You let a skunk in the house, and everybody's got to get out. Well, but Gene, I think you guys, around. you guys are extremists. In re, in your uh, in your viewpoint against anybody who's as any kind of a viewpoint, we're extremists because we want to keep the skunks out of the house. No, well, you're 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 
ruling people out who have a very minor infraction and one that has no victim. Uh, well, you know what? I don't care if they don't have any victim because it's intolerance towards others who have a different uh, skin color so or a different sexual orientation that in I'm not interested where in being. Ian has control, he's going to make bigotry illegal and he's going to use the violence of his state against anybody nope. who doesn't nope. think I'm just going right. to ostracize him. Thanks for the call, Gene. Yeah, Appreciate just it. Don't, just don't, he won't associate with those people, just like we don't. In our daily routine, if I know someone is a bigoted person, I'm simply not going to associate with that person. Yeah, you don't and get if to I, come hang out with me. No, Thanks. Bye. no. I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen. And, and if that's that, that's all about my personal preference and what I'm comfortable being around. You don't get to post on my website. It, I'm not going to give you a ride it's not somewhere. Like, well, it's I'm not, probably not going to talk to you. Well, yeah, here's the thing, though. Outside of this discussion, I'm not going to speak out against people who hold you know bigoted views. I'm not going to waste my time and energy yeah, and resources. It is a, it is a theory, uh, a belief system that is dying. I mean, it is it's rapidly dying on the vine. Yeah. The way you feed it is to let it propagate. You can't, it can't propagate at my house, and I'm not going to go out looking for it either. You know, the, It's the conversation that allows it to propagate, not the lack of it. Right. Well, only when it comes into my realm will I then deal with it by other, getting rid of it. Other than the bigoted, I mean, let's just put the bigoted thing aside, and, and we were also talking about people who advocate violence. I don't see how Gene can back up accepting into his big tent people who advocate violence right and it's just foolish yeah then you're asking for the downfall of everything that you're involved right. in. Why, are you supporting it because you welcome it into your tent you know that that's how these connections are made and that's how conspiracy charges go and all this sort of bs that comes with this no-knock raid and all that no doubt about it. it th- those people are a liability any way you cut it. one 450 free That's 855-450-3733. And I would never advocate violence against any of these people. I don't want to try to control their beliefs. I just don't want to associate with them. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Control of the airwaves, toll free, 855-453, that's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we invite you online to freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features we have for you there. The bulletin board system is one of those things. It has been retooled as of uh, recently, within the last couple of weeks. Uh, more moderators have been brought on board. The moderators now have more leeway to uh, to moderate, uh, to do their jobs. And you actually can self-moderate your own threads. Any thread that you post, you can delete any responses that are undesirable to you. Which means that if you don't want to tolerate bigotry in your threads, you can just delete them. So there you go. You now have more control over your own threads over at bbs.freetalklive.com. And hopefully that'll make it a friendlier place for people to go and visit. So if it's been a little while since you've been, go and check it out again. bbs.freetalklive.com. They are the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash. They can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. They can't be counterfeited or inflated. And now you can buy them with a credit card or PayPal. Memory Dealers is proud to offer 
physical bitcoins that you can hold in your hands. But they can also be transferred back into normal digital form at any time. They make great conversation starters and Christmas gifts be part of the currency that is transforming the world. Buy your bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. It's MemoryDealers.com. It's pretty exciting, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 855-453 to Cole in Mississippi. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey. Cole, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I was wondering if y'all might be less surprised about this than I was, but I was at school today, nicely publicly funded, and uh, one of my teachers informed somebody who wanted to go to the bathroom that they didn't have a right to go to the bathroom while they were at public school. Whoa, they were man. only allowed three times per nine weeks. To go to the bathroom three times every nine weeks? Yeah. During class, meaning they could go between classes, but not during class? They could go between classes, but not during class more than three times. More than three times wow. during class. Arbitrary number. It's interesting that they uh, they picked a number um, that you know that they, they can't go more. But you'd, you'd you'd wonder about a person that had to go more than three times. And how long in is one of these weeks, classes? Mark, in nine weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking it was the regular class was like uh, 50 minutes long, like my classes. No, were. no, no. You can only go three times over the nine week period in that class. That's nuts. Okay. Each class is about an hour and 45 minutes. Now I get, I get the, you know, I, I probably understand where the teacher's coming from in that some people could abuse the idea of constantly having to go to the bathroom for the purpose of getting out of class, uh, and I think it would be pretty obvious who the abusers of that particular ability would be. I mean, that would become pretty clear over time. But but three times in nine weeks, it's ludicrous. Well, I mean, if it's a problem, um, a you could take the abuser and move them closer to the door, and then their grade will reflect any time that they've spent away from the class. Then that's their problem, um, and you yeah, know, make it put, put them someplace where they're not disturb, where they're less likely to disturb people. Some people are going to be disturbed by any movement in the room. What are you going to do with that? Well, this teacher's a died in the wool authoritarian. I mean, that's how it sounds to me. This person's sick. Well, she's my German teacher, so Octoon well, baby. But it reminds me of the lady that uh, forced – I remember in second grade, uh, one lady that uh, that was a teacher there forced a, late, a young girl to stay in class when she had to go to the bathroom, and she peed in the chair. And that was sick. That yeah. was my first experience with that sort of thing, and I was just bewildered by it at the time. Cole, anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, no, besides thanks for getting the cam up. Hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. Uh, we, I guess, had some technical difficulties earlier tonight over on the camp page. You know, you said that that story, and that essentially is something that very, hap- very, very similar happened to me in second grade. You know, I here I, I was always the kind of kid that wanted to follow the rules. And one time I went up and, uh, you know, I wanted to use the bathroom. There's a particular type of reading assignment that we didn't like, as I recall, um, you know, that just wasn't fun to do. And everybody sort of across the board hated doing this. It was kind of quiet time. You had to do it yourself, and it wasn't much interactivity. It was no fun to do. And I got up and used the bathroom during that, and the teacher wrote a note that there was no getting up during this type of reading assignment. In particular, you could get up and use the bathroom any other time, but not during that reading assignment. Mm. Then... Over the course of the year, uh, you know, I had to use the bathroom during that time, and I was holding it, and I farted in the middle of class, and it was noisy. And she came over to me, and I, you know, just kind of tried to pretend like it wasn't me. She mm-hmm. came over to me. She picked me up. I'm two. I, I, in second grade. What am I? Seven or eight years old. Picked me up by both my arms, stood me on my chair, and yelled at me right in my face that if I have to use the bathroom, to go ahead and use the bathroom and don't do that in here. 
After wow. you were told you couldn't. After I now she probably doesn't remember that she did such a thing, right? <laughs> but this is the kind of uh crossed messages that kids can get in school. Oh, sure. This is sort of arbitrary bullcrap. And you know, what does that do to somebody? I mean, it's I think school is mostly arbitrary bullcrap as you put it. I think most of, of what's going on there, you you think Let's sit them in the classrooms for 50 minutes, talk about this one subject, and then shuffle them on to the next one. And the walls are all this this gray or tan sort of, of drone color that just makes you want to vomit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole idea that the school system itself is this uh, this idea to get more people in jobs where they aren't really doing anything. They're they're sort of babysitting. That's about it. I mean, the kids aren't really learning a whole lot, and most of what kids learn is because they actually care about something and they're they're actually actively interested themselves. But most of the time, if you force people to digest reading material and then spew it out on a test, that that's not learning. Well, I've never read those. Books that's just in remembering enough to pass the test. To some extent, yeah. So what you're saying is true about sort of later on in school, but early on, you can force kids to learn to read at a certain time. You can force them to learn their their math tables and their timetables and that kind of thing. But what do you do to their desire to learn? I, I mean, when they're motivated themselves to learn to count money and do sort of live life, you know, let's let's talk about let's talk about math and how you do it. You get one result, and if it, the other is sit down, we're going to learn our times tables. You're going to plug everybody. Repeat after me. Yep. Let's say this and do this and la la la. That's where I think you really suck the joy out of learning. I think uh, recently I listened to an NH, uh, NH uh, I'm sorry, uh, New Hampshire Public Radio broadcast, and it was talking about schooling and this exact uh, subject matter of our kids learning. And it was focusing on the middle 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 school age kids, okay. basically sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and several ideas came out stating that kids in that grades in that in that grouping that that time frame of their lives ought not be in school at all because they are not very capable of learning much of anything they're so cued into the the social uh, adaptation and where they fit in and their bodies changing and and there there's so much going on between them and the people around them that the actual school work itself simply becomes uh a informal sort of thing you have to do while you you integrate yourself in the social system. Well, I'd like to comment on that for a second. What they probably did was study every kid that was in public school to see how they learned in middle right. school and whether or not this they should w- be in. However, what would it be like if those kids had never gone through public just elementary clarify, school? Just one and- point to clarify. The, one of the people who said this statement that they ought to be in, in factories or something else, doing something more productive, whether it's farming or not, would be the person who started the Montessori sco- schools. Mm. So... You know, and the Montessori schools, uh, you know, th- th- all these sort of structured schools. I don't know everything about Montessori or um, Waldorf or um, you know even the you know uh, the other types of these ideas. But I wonder about what it's like if you'd say, "Okay, kids, now it's time to play with beeswax," because that's what they all often do in the Waldorf schools. Is you know they pl- they play with wooden toys and beeswax and stuff like that. But they still have a structure. Why? Because you've got one person who's dealing with. 15 kids what are you going to do you have to have a structure and it may very well be that it's the structure 
that's imposed upon these kids that can suck away their joy for learning. Because in my opinion, only structured school can take from a child their desire to learn. I think that what you'll find is when these kids are in self-directed learning programs that they really enjoy learning at the ages of yes. middle school How and that can, kind of thing. Okay, I agree with you, but didn't you tell me the other day you were thinking about sending Jack to a stru- structured I, school? I, I, we're talking about some daycare so they can get some time with some other kids. Okay, you, it said sounded to me like you wanted to send him to a Waldorf school, which is a structured school. So maybe to I misunderstood you. Uh, oh, so you are considering it? Well, I, I've, looking, I've looked into it. I see. I want to find out about these schools. Eight five five four fifty three. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. That website is brought to you free, by the way, and you can enjoy it. And you can, if you want to, support the show in a variety of different ways. One of those ways is to go to promote.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll get a whole bunch of different things you can do to get Free Talk Live into, say, more radio stations around the country, into more ears around the Internet. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Also, check out the uh, the, the great vaporizer that vaporsmiths.com has. They have a vaporizer that will allow you to vaporize nicotine anywhere, just like a cigarette, You can, uh, but you can smoke it anywhere. You won't get any trouble for, generally won't get any trouble for um, smoking it indoors and in restaurants and office buildings and things like that. Some people may need some education on what it is, but this isn't smoking. It doesn't have the uh, you know the smell that smoke has. There's no lingering odors on your clothes, and it's a heck of a lot more uh, healthy for you. Twenty two thousand times healthier by by one metric. Vaporsmiths.com makes one of the very best vaporizers in the business, and you can get it for free. All you have to do is buy forty cartomizers. They're sixty nine ninety nine, I believe. At vaporsmiths.com, you'll get free shipping and the the the, the free uh, you know kit with the including the the cardamizer. It's a really great deal, and at this point, you've you've got no excuse. There's no excuse left for the the smoking. Go to vaporsmiths.com or call eight five five to get vapor. I suppose you could have the excuse that I need have neither a computer nor a telephone. But maybe you could find one. 855-2-GET-VAPOR, vaporsmiths.com. Use coupon code FTL. To the phones and the fun, Kevin is listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hey, Kevin. Hello. Um, you've kind of spurred something here. I called about uh, the fact that I've always thought they should have more vocational schools for kids so that if you want to be a body shop person uh, repairing cars or being a you know, working on cars, there should be a school for you, and even at an early age, to go to that, so that you could, uh, instead of going to school and uh, sitting there all day and you know not accomplishing anything, and, and not, the way I would pay for it, even under the current system, is I would do away with the fifteen million dollar football stadiums and uh, put that money into those type schools, and I, I think that would be a win win. 
Yeah, I really do wonder about those football stadiums. At the high school that I went to, the football stadium was paid for by a an auxiliary group. Now, there may have been a few dollars that was thrown in by the, the high school, but I believe that it was almost entirely paid for by an auxiliary group that, uh, that, 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 that built the stadium. But I know that many, many, many of them aren't. Um, There's one, uh, one story about a school that had an Olympic-sized swimming pool. I'm not saying that learning how to swim isn't a valuable, uh, a valuable thing, and I think physical education is valuable, too. I just wonder if you need these uh, hard assets that cost so very much. I think what would be better is that if local businesses in the area that needed a certain skilled tradesperson whenever they filled their their positions would start these sort of vocational schools and sort of apprenticeships and training centers where they can then mold the next generation of workers. Like As an example, people in the maintenance field of machine repair and machine maintenance – are dwindling. If I'm a, I'm a mechanic and I work in this field, and the last job I was at, the next closest aged person to me, I'm 33, so the next closest aged person was 55 years old. And so these people are all retiring, and there's nobody coming up in the, the ranks to fill those, those positions because no one has entered the skilled trade. They've all been sort of uh, bamboozled into the idea of college education and going into these high-tech fields and all these jobs for you know business management, which is just foolish. There's so many jobs available right now for skilled tradespeople and craftspeople that, that just don't have the skills, and there is no sort of... You know, the, the barrier to entry is the educational standpoint, is learning how to use these machines. And there are very few places where you can just walk in and they'll teach you. But what I, we're seeing nowadays is we're seeing that these companies are actually sponsoring you to go to school. That seems like the way to go rather than having, and I appreciate where you're coming from, Kevin, but rather than having the central control of the government deciding, well, we need to have a new vocational school. Let's take money from everyone and build one. But to to then decentralize and instead have each industry or each business or groups, uh, different groups of businesses come up with whatever it is that's necessary to make sure that they can educate the next generation of, uh, of workers and, and figure out on their own how to make that a, a profitable enterprise for them. What do you think, Kevin? Well, I think you've just solved the problem. And if I could make one more quick point uh, about prohibition, that it, it always fails. I, have you heard about how they've they've done away with online poker now? Yes, it's, uh, it's somewhat old news, but yeah, they're, they've tried to, well, okay. they haven't done away with it, but what they have done is they passed uh, laws, regulations at the federal level that have essentially banned all credit card companies and banks from doing financial transactions with those organizations. But you can do Bitcoin poker. Yeah, buddy. That's right. Bitcoin <laughs> poker. Just get some bitcoins, and there's all you know. There's a Bitcoin poker. We had an advertiser on the the website there. Right. For so a there while. are ways around it. I think it's sealswithclubs.com. Yeah. So you can, if you're you know, if you're savvy enough to to want to spend the time to learn how to get around it, you can get around it. Whether it's using bitcoins or using like a prepaid uh, card from overseas or something like that uh, to to do the to to put your bets in, there are still ways to do online gambling. But they have taken a big hit. Oh, that's, that explains what's happened because there are hotels out there now where you can go to and you can do the online poker there. So maybe somehow they're using their system. And another guy, a guy at Best Buy told me you could go buy the equipment from them, the piggyback. So if you knew somebody, say, in Canada, you put that equipment, you run the uh, Internet basically through that. So technically it's in Canada, and then you can legally they uh, still play poker. So now Canada is making money off of us off poker where they used to make money off of us in booze in the 20s. I just think it's incredible. I just 
people you can't legislate morality is what i'm getting at no yeah you're absolutely right about that um as far as the law i'm not a lawyer i'm not going to give legal advice and i'm certainly right. not aware of what all the the laws are or the regulations are on online poker but i don't believe it's technically illegal for you to play online poker the last i heard at least and please if there are some you know a- online gambling folks that are really into this and are really up on the laws please let me let us know at 855-450-FREE but I think that uh, you know the, the prohibitions are on the banks. Like they've leveraged the laws on their the corporations, the banks, and the the people that move the money around. And they've said you can't do transactions with these uh, companies. But they, to my knowledge, haven't gone after uh, the individuals who are the users of the services. However, they have targeted the owners of the online poker uh, companies for uh, retaliation. And right, arrest. or just shut their their sites down altogether. Recent, uh, what was it? A couple of months ago, they shut down what forty thousand sites. Something, and, and this including some that big, my, big ones. Yeah, that was my understanding, and that's why if you had the proper equipment, then you could have it sent in from Canada and into your home, and it's like it's originating from Canada, and you're still online. And then, but these hotels are popping up where you have 200 rooms, and everybody there is playing poker online because it's going through their network that maybe originates out of Canada. So they're they're getting full occupancy plus maybe charging you an extra fifty dollars or something to use the service. Kevin, any other That's thoughts cra- tonight? Crazy. I'm sorry. Any other thoughts you want to share? Uh, no, thank you for Thanks the program. For the call. I, I did mm-hmm. tell Mark this. I still don't see how de- uh, how decentralized military works. Okay, Mark, he doesn't <laughs> see how decentralized military works. Gotcha. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. You can bring it. Mark's sitting right here. By the way. Uh, 855-450-3733. It would be decentralized defense. You know, the military is this kind of concept of having this big nationalistic thing that spreads from border to border. I think that in a, in a free market, you'd have differing sorts of options out there, and uh, it's very unlikely that one group would, uh, would have the entire I think, territory. Right. I think decentralized military, when I think that, I think private military. I think that there are private companies that provide defensive um, action, and then if there's excuse me, a need for more of a prolonged or a difficult sort of situation, maybe these companies can get together and create partnerships amongst themselves and combine the uh, forces, if you will, for the sake of a specific event or, or project, whatever it may be. I think that's, that's what I see as decentralized. Then it's completely voluntary, for one, Two, there's competing agencies offering uh, people jobs in this field as well as the services of the field. So that would probably be the the way to go. And you, as the consumer, get to choose. So if you want to support one agency versus another, you can do that. Whereas right now, it's uh, one size fits all. You get the money stolen from you out of threat of violence by the government, and then they do what they want with it. Either give it to the military or hire their Blackwater guys and well, you know, do that stuff. There are two types of wars out there. Wars of retribution, where they, where one country feels another country has done something terrible to them. Um, and there are wars of acquisition. The United States is blessed with geography that would uh, probably prevent a war of acquisition of on any you know real scale. I mean, China may have a giant military, but they can't float them over in the few tin cans they have in a boat for boats now could they build more boats certainly they could but at that point they have to try to take over a nation where there are more guns than there are people and that's a tough nation to take over Uh, nations exist there are nations that exist without militaries costa rica is a prime example has existed without a military for decades at this point 
It's true. 855-453. That's the toll-free number. You can bring up what you want. Still to come, Mark's going to tell us about a door that was kicked in by the police, I think, over an iPhone. He'll explain. Come on. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Morsels, helping you create special moments and memories your family will cherish forever. Visit us at tollhouse.com. You may bake for birthdays and holidays, but why stop there? Sweeten up the rest of the year by designating monthly dessert days. Treat your family to one of their favorites or surprise them with something new. Either way, you'll create a tradition everyone will love. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. You, as always, are invited to take control of the airwaves at 1-855-453-free. That's 855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there. They're completely free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. Once again, freetalklive.com. Of course, uh, you can take control here, 855-450-FREE, but outside of that, we do have other things to discuss. Mark, you wanted to tell us about an iPhone, I guess, that somehow resulted in a police raid? What happened? It's a, it's a really strange story, and it just kind of goes to show how the average good guy can get caught in the crossfire of the police department. Um, this is from the Press Democrat at PressDemocrat.com. Paul Payne writing, Don't mess. With another woman's cell phone. That's what Novato resident Mariah Stafford learned when she found an iPhone at a shopping cart in Marin County, uh, Marin County Coal Store in a Marin County Coal Store on uh, September 20th. Stafford took the phone to her son's uh, Pataluma home, thinking he could help her try to contact the owner. Try to imagine if you don't know how to work an iPhone how you would go about finding out whose it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like people usually put their name and telephone number on the back. Right. So, uh, you know, you'd have to figure out how to, you know, work whatever unlocking system it has. And perhaps this person, you know, needs a little help with that. So they went to the phones, tried to figure it out. Um, next thing she knew, Sonoma County Sheriff deputies kicked in the door, grabbed the phone and arrested her and her son. Whoa. Wow. Turns out the super slick iPhone 4 with its built-in GPS device allowed the owner, Kathleen Wada, to track it to within three feet. Within hours, Wada's husband led deputies to the I Street home. Um, deputies knocked, but when no one answered, they forced their way in. Well, of course, that's that's how they're trained, right? Because if, if you have such a grievous breach in the law as <laughs> as this, you know, you've got to kick that door in, guns a-blazing, you know, and get those people, get those... Get those perpetrators down on the ground. <laughs> I, it's it's really strange. I mean, you know, here's some people that found an iPhone in a shopping cart. That's not stealing, by the way. No, I, oh. I think if they were trying to contact the owner, if they had, if their intentions were, were as pure as this story says, then they were trying to help someone. I think this is ridiculous. But I wonder what the arrest is for. Is finding something um, now called stealing? Well, I think what happened is is the owner and the uh, the husband of the owner. Basically, told police it was stolen from us, or something to that effect. How else would they get the police to act as if it was stolen without saying it was stolen? Now, I couldn't answer. It's their story that they found it in a shopping cart, right? It's a story. 
Maybe that's it's, not true. It's being reported. I can only deal with right. what's being reported. And here on Free Talk Live, we talk about issues, not sort of, uh, you know, the factual situation. I mean, you know, th- if this is what they're reporting, this is the only story I have to work with, right? But even if it's the, even if it's the case that they stole the phone, that still doesn't justify an armed police raid in my book. I don't know. What do you do if um, you know that somebody has your property on the inside of their house? How do how does one go about getting it from well, them? What if the husband- Apparently, they didn't answer the phone, the door. Well, I mean, okay, what, he knocked for like 15 seconds or I have less. no idea, it doesn't you know, say that. No, you know how police are, though. They're I, so I impatient, know. and what their job is, and what they're doing is so gosh darn important that nothing can wait. Whatever whatever right. they're doing is the most important thing in the world, because they have you know, a gun. For, heaven forbid you be in the shower or something like that with a radio turned up when they're knocking on your front door. Let me uh, continue the story here. Um, I was shocked, said Stafford. Retired cosmetic saleswoman with no criminal record. I'm putting my hands in the air thinking, is this the way I'm going to die, Lord? Probably not stealing then. Yeah. Apparently they were sitting in the living room room on uh, on the couch, uh, says their their lawyer. So um, they have a uh, lawyer. That's an interesting turn of it here. Stafford. You asked how to handle it, Mark, and I think going to the door, if you know your your phone is in this house, if the husband or the wife, maybe bring some friends with you if you feel more comfortable like that, going and knocking on the door, the place that your iPhone says it is, and saying, hey, listen, my iPhone says it's here. Have you guys found an iPhone recently? You know, maybe that would have solved this problem completely peacefully right Right. from the start a little bit of conversation could go a long way Uh, yeah absolutely in the circumstances Uh, stafford was charged with possession of stolen property and stealing a phone the owner said was worth more than a thousand dollars with accessories and apps she faced state prison time interesting that she can be charged for the apps you know like Mm. digital ones and zeros she faced prison time if convicted her 44 year old son was arrested which means that she was in her 60s Uh, that's why i mentioned that earlier about her unlocking the phone was arrested on the same charges plus drug possession and a warrant uh thursday it all came to an end when prosecutors dropped all the charges against stafford because of insufficient evidence Uh, stafford hugged her lawyer rebecca whatever they didn't fix her front door as prosecutor brian stable announced the decision the morning of her scheduled preliminary hearing so there you go. The judge ruled that there were uh, there were grounds to charge the son with drug possession and obstructing or delaying the the officer. And a deputy at his preliminary hearing said he knocked on his door and windows and entered only after obtaining a warrant to investigate stolen property. Once inside, deputies found how would I mean that's that's a long time to uh, to respond. Once inside, the deputies found a. Small quantity of methamphetamine. Summers had a traffic-related warrants from Marin County, um, according to this, and you know, so it goes on um, from there. Wada mistakenly left her phone at the Coles store, and Tara um, Island, Tara Linda. This is according to the police report. So, there you go. Wow, they found meth. Yeah. Well, that does kind of lean the credence to the idea that might have been stolen. Well, it's just, you just you're just making some. Well, they left it at a. Uh, the, the police report says that it was lost at the coal store. That's lost. not stole. Stolen. Yeah. Well, would you know? You don't necessarily know if something was stolen. I mean, if you if you leave the, you know, you leave your. You shopping don't assume cart something is stolen. You assume it is lost. Yes. Okay. I mean, right. you need you need proof for stealing. Yes. You do not need proof for loss. So therefore, you assume loss, and um, can, if you can, if you can't prove it that it was stolen. Well, even still, this, this is a great example of of how. Involving the state in in any situation escalates it to just astronomical proportions of instead of walking up calmly and saying, hey, 
my iPhone says it's here. Is it here? And they were, oh, we've been looking for you guys. Here's your phone. Instead of that happening, it right. was, get down on the ground, kick in the door, where's your right. dog so I can shoot it in the head? Oh, my <laughs> God. You are bad people. Um, interestingly, they said uh, that they luckily had, the dog didn't get shot. Apparently. No, they they made a phone call to uh, you know they they made a telephone call to the owner and uh, were waiting for them to call them back. So apparently they're too busy uh, tracking down their phone to uh, respond to the message. Why not calling the phone and then if someone's oh my goodness is calling here let's just call it once and see if someone answers. It's like ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Involve the state. At your peril. Well, it seems to be one extreme or the other with the state. Either you report the phone lost and they do nothing. You know, oh, I'll fill out this re- police report here. We'll put it in the file and you know, we'll come across it. We'll come across <laughs> it. Uh, or it's all the way to the other end right. of the spectrum, which is let's kick in some doors and, you know, put put guns to people's Ooh, heads. Uh, you know, speaking of that, I've actually had something sitting here for a couple weeks that I think is related from CBS 13 in Sacramento at cbslocal.com. The San Jose Police Department stormed into a Stockton home searching for an accused killer. But yes. they left without him and left behind a complete mess. Homeowner Joanne Rice told CBS 13, I feel like a war was taken on here and we lost. Almost all of the windows of the home are smashed in. There are holes in the wall. Because, you know, killers like to hide in walls sometimes, I guess. Uh, and there's a layer of tear gas in the air so thick, breathing it in makes you cough. This is the home Rice came back to after the San Jose police held a fruitless 12-hour search wow. on Saturday for Steve Ruiz, the man accused of killing a Hells Angels member at a funeral. That's a pretty thorough search of a house, isn't it? Yeah, how many places can someone hide? I mean, a human body can only fit in so, one that hasn't been dismembered, can only fit They're looking in, for a living murderer. Right, yeah. in so many places. So how can you spend 12 hours? Is this a mansion? How can you spend 12 hours searching the average home? Because yeah. A, they, they go in and, and they, they search the place and they find nothing. And they can't accept that. No, 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 no. We, our intelligence is right. What, we, yes, it's got to be in the walls. There's false walls. <laughs> so they break in the walls and they find nothing. So now they're trying to justify all this effort they've, they've gone through. No, no, no. We got to spend more time and effort because this person has to be here. We can manifest them if they're not here. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's get a, let's get a seance going or, well, or some teleportation. Or they just decided to take a few hours and play some of the video games on the PlayStation 3 there in the house. That has actually happened. <laughs> Uh, 855-453, the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. Yeah, boss, it was 12 hours of grueling work. Or not. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Talk live, dial in, toll free, bring up what you want, 
855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those. Once again, freetalklive.com. Those features include the Shrine of Female listeners with the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that, well, they're listeners of this program, shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're unable to own a firearm due to local laws or other reasons, an air gun might be a really great substitute. And there are plenty of other reasons why you might want an air gun. Training a child in firearms use, varmint control, maybe a little cheap, quiet indoor entertainment um, as in target practice during those long winter months. I recently got a fifty caliber air rifle that can bring down a deer from Pyramid Air. They're the world's largest online gun retailer and in business since 1993 with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Their experts can help you find the best air gun, air gun for your needs right over the phone. You can get 10% off. They did it with me, by the way. They, you can get 10% off or free shipping, whichever is more, with coupon code FTL11. Please go now. View the amazing dragon claw at airgun.freetalklive.com. That's what I got. And peruse the site and see the amazing air guns and accessories that they have there for you. It's airgun.freetalklive.com. Got a telephone number for those of you who do not have the the Internet. It's 888-262-4867. All right. Our number here, toll-free number for you to dial in is 855-453. Let's go to the phones and the fun. Joe, listening in our hometown, or at least Mark and mine, of Sarasota, Florida, listening to WSRQ. Hello, Joe. Hey, what's up, guys? What's on your mind tonight, I, Joe? I'm, I'm just calling about the whole cell phone incident with the cops kicking in the door and all that. Um, I'm actually law enforcement certified, so I, I know what it's like. I get the understanding of how the police have to deal with this sort of incident. And one... I don't know if you guys own cell phones. I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. Do you not have mom and dad listed in your phone? Um, I believe I do. I think so. Yep. Yeah. So if, if they're trying to contact the owner, wouldn't that be the first thing to go to? They actually did do that number? in this circumstance. The, 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 these folks uh, did call a um, telephone number. I think home is what they called and left a message. But the folks were away from home and trying to hunt down the cell phones so they didn't get the message. Okay. Well... That might change the point a little bit, but you know, still, if it's, you got to remember, it's a I tough scenario. Florida, I don't know where it is, Joe. There, I think it's a, Florida, I think this is a very tough. It's worth more than three hundred fifty dollars. That's grand theft. So even just taking it instead of returning it to the store security, being hey, I found this, you're taking it home with you. So you're explain this to someone me. Someone else's property is that that's stealing. If you find a cell phone that's sitting in um, a shopping cart, am I right? I'm asking you. I don't believe it is, because stealing indicates that, you know, for one, there's intent, and there's no intent there. Well, I think it's uh, a transfer of possession is, is more so. If someone left something sitting there, they don't possess it anymore. You can't steal something that someone doesn't possess. It, it's their, their item, certainly. But if they just leave something sitting out, and you pick it up, and even if it's your, your intention returning it, that's not stealing by any means. That doesn't sound like stealing me. And, and what obligation do I have to go to loss control at the store and turn it into them? I mean, I understand what you're saying there, but if I feel like I could be more effective at returning it to the owner on my own, why shouldn't I be able to engage in that process? Joe? Joe. Yeah, yeah. sorry. You guys had broken up. I couldn't hear anything there for a little bit. It's a nice phone, that uh, $700 phone you have there. <laughs> uh, my must, question, be out on, must be out on Longboat. <laughs> my, yeah, uh, I wish. 
My question was, uh, what obligation do I have as someone who finds some property to turn it into the loss control department of the store? Okay, so if you find a wallet, it's not yours, and it's got you know money in it. Can you take? That? Well, if it's, you know, I think JJ was talking about possession, and I really, I kind of wonder about that. I mean, with a wallet, it's a little easier to find out who has it. Uh, with a cell phone, this lady's story, she's in her 60s, and she isn't able to, uh, you know, sort of figure out how to unlock the phone so she can find out whose it is. I mean, for, to some extent, when you lose property, you have lost possession of that property. I don't think that, A, picking a wallop, wallet up off the side of the, the road and, and shoving the money in your pocket and then dropping it back down is stealing. I think it's, I, I wouldn't do it, but I don't think you have any obligation to uh, to get it back to the person. I don't think it's stealing in the, in the, the, certainly the most rigorous sense and not stealing to the point that a person's house should be busted into. I think well, it's unethical, law, certainly. If, you, if you're taking something that does not belong to you, that is stealing. And about the house being broken into, first off, they did have a warrant, you said. They did yep. have a valid search warrant. Yep. And police do have to knock and announced. So uh, they announced, police, we're here. And the people were obviously home, but they didn't answer the door. Something's going on. So I'm, I'm just wondering, to some extent, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of things that are lost in the world. And if you find them, you can do whatever you sort of want with those things. When, you know, when does this stop and start is, you know, where what I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm sorry. A, a cell phone to me is much like a wallet. A lot of people have very personal information in there. Absolutely. Pictures, information on the phone. Yep. I mean, if, if you take it and it's not yours, that's stealing. Granted, she apparently was trying to give it back, but if the police have a search warrant for it, then that phone's been missing for quite a, some time because it's not like they're just going to call up and get a search warrant within 20 minutes. Right. It's been and a few hours. That was found in the home. You know, that's making me wonder what are these people's records look like? Because, you know, the police woman had no record, no record. She had no record. He the other guy did. Her son did. So he did have a record. Yeah, but he didn't. Are you telling me that everybody that has a record is a thief? No, but okay. Plenty of people have records today. I don't know if you've noticed, (laughs) Joe, but this this is the most incarcerating nation on the planet. I mean, one percent of America's in in prison or has a record. Yeah, and I don't know if you've noticed, but the reason why so many people have records today is because of all kinds of stupid laws like prohibitions on plants and chemicals that uh, just result in all kinds of peaceful people getting criminal records. And so just because you have a record doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah, it's actually one percent in in jail or on probation. So you're actually justifying this. You, you think it's you okay. Record, you are a bad person. What I'm saying, though, is do you realize how many cops get killed each year by someone when they try to serve out a warrant? Look here in Florida. Look what happened in St. Pete. Well, you could, you could draw out a, 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 a... Wait, wait Joe, before you go on... Police don't really even show up in the top 10% of most dangerous jobs. I'm not saying that they don't have a dangerous job compared to, say, selling advertising on the radio. But um, let's, you know, let's, let's not talk about, uh, you know, let's talk about fishermen, linemen, taxi drivers as people that uh, put their lives on the line every day in order to provide us with food, electricity, and transportation. Okay, you want to, let's talk about putting your life on the line. Have you ever done a ride-along with a police officer? I have. How many times? What does it matter? How many do you need to do? Uh, do you understand what it's like having to deal with these people every day? You don't know if they a have phone thief. These people, sixty-year-old women with lost iPhones. You need to pull a gun on them when you bust her door in. 
I'm I, not saying you need to pull a gun on them. That's what happened. They, they do. They son's help. When they're busting they into someone's home, they have they guns at the ready. Out. And it's sick, Joe. It's this wasn't sick. at the ready. This was pointed. Yeah. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREEZE, the toll-free number. This is the result of the increasingly militarized United States and the increasingly incarcerated United States. I think that if you lose your phone, you've lost, to a certain extent, the the validity behind uh, being able to force somebody into giving it back. More coming up. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can go and listen there over at listen.freetalklive.com. We have live streams, broadband and dial-up versions available to you uh, around the clock, 24-7. There, you can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Uh, We've also got over 100 radio stations that air the show. Our satellite listening options include XM Satellite Radio, two channels up there, and a free-to-air channel as well. Webcam, you can also listen via your phone by dialing into the listen lines. And as long as your phone can call long distance, you can listen as long as you'd like through the listen lines. Go get the details on how to get tuned in at listen.freetalklive.com. Also, check out gold.freetalklive.com. You probably have thought about getting Precious metals for a variety of reasons, either investment, hedge against inflation, barter currency. All these are good reasons. I've got some precious metals uh, for myself because, well, I think it's a good idea. Um, If you think it's a good idea, well, you should check out gold.freetalklive.com. Not only would we be helping Free Talk Live, but we believe we've got some of the very best rates on the Internet. We make it very easy for you to pick the coins you want. There's just been a major coin dealer here in the United States that's got a suit filed against it for uh, sort of playing the three-card Monty with your, with your uh, time and money. So check out gold.freetalklive.com. You can trust them there to get the uh, gold and silver to you directly, gold.freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Johnson is on the line, on the amp lines in Connecticut. Johnson. So I have one question about the uh, the whole cell phone issue. Um, before you go on, Johnson, as- w- wait, before you go on, I wanted to point out that I made a mistake with the statistics. One percent of Americans are in uh, jail or prison, and three percent are actually on probation and or, and or parole. Got so it. it's an incredible amount of Americans. Go on. Right. Well, luckily, I'm not calling in to correct your statistics, <laughs> but I am calling in to, to actually... I guess chide Ian. Um, who does that? Does what? Who takes a piece of property and, and takes it off of the premises? You know, if you're in a store, you know, like who takes it home? That's well, obnoxious. I, I, That's I, so I would, obnoxious. I would certainly think I would do a better job personally, knowing myself and the integrity that I have. I would do a better job personally of returning some item than trusting okay, some. But if, if somebody loses something, I've lost a wallet, I've lost sure. a, a phone at a store, like I've left it on the counter when I left, left the register. Like, I want to go back to that store an hour later when I remembered I left it on the counter and have somebody took it home. 
You know, like, I want to go back to the store and pick up my phone at the store because it's behind the counter, you know, not because some jackball took it home because they thought they could do a better job returning it to me than the store. Yeah, I see your point. I see there's all kinds of problems with this particular (laughs) situation, and I can understand. Especially the mess. But how do you know, the, it, do you know like, the teenager that's working behind the counter isn't going to take yeah, the phone? Right. The, the kid behind the counter has no incentive to give you back your phone. He's getting paid eight bucks an hour. What? Oh, please. Because chances are they're on camera. Well, no. I, 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 okay. That's true. I would probably take a wallet from a store in order to, and try to get it back to the person. I'd probably make a telephone call right there because I wouldn't trust uh, you know, a store clerk to not take the money. But I would likely, with a cell phone, you're talking about an item that's much harder to sort of steal and use and that kind of thing. I don't think you if could you really... really you, what you, here's what you do if you you don't want it, you want it the wallet and you don't want it to be removed. You don't take it home if you really want to report it, right, and make it official. You call the police and say, "I found a phone at the store and I'm oh, leaving God. it here with the clerk." <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't talk to police. Yeah, I don't call the cops I, uh, if I can avoid right, it. So, but okay, even in the private situation, would I? Okay, would I want a DRO kicking someone down someone's door if I knew by GPS that my property was in their house and I was trying to get it back and they, you know, weren't answering the door? Me? You know, weren't answering the door. Yes, kick down their door. Get my well, property they did, back. I they didn't call you. There. They did call you. You weren't home. I think that there are more uh, reasonable ways to approach things than kicking down doors in a lot of cases. And if, in order to get your property back, you do more damage to the other person's property than the value of your property is, you haven't added anything to the world. You've taken even more away. Right. And I think that this instance, um, you know, sadly, the people that uh, it, you know, somebody's responsible for the damage. It looks like this party made a good faith effort. To, um, to to get the property back to the owner by making a telephone call, if that is in fact a true statement, and there's all kinds of right. weird things about this story, Many. then it yeah, sounds yeah. to me like uh, even though they didn't answer their door, uh, you know, it sounds to me like somebody's obligated to pay to uh, put their door back. And I don't know if that's the person who owns the iPhone or the the police who did it. Uh, the, certainly way, not the taxpayers. A lot of thieves who steal phones and GPSs call to find out whether or not someone's home because they have their address. And that way they can go and see if they're not home, then they can go and rob their house. That's interesting. So whether or not they made a call home, if they didn't actually talk to anybody, that's not a, that's not a, uh, like a valid What if they left like, a oh, message? Yeah, what if they, they left, they left a message to essentially saying that they had the phone? Wow, that is definitely a weird situation. It's a weird it situation. Is. It is extremely it's weird. no doubt. But, I mean, you know, in this instance, you've got a person who's dumb, not bad. How would the police have handled this? 25 years ago, 30 years ago, or, you know, They would have walked up and knocked on the door and been like, hey, oh, They sir. did that. But they did that. Yeah. They, they, they knocked on the they door. And then they kicked it in. And then they claimed they knocked on, knocked on windows. And, I mean, I'm just wondering, and, and then the son says, don't answer the door because he was having, to his mother, because he was having trouble with the neighbors. What kind of trouble are you having with the neighbors where they're knocking on your windows and circling your house? They, they kicked in the kitchen door. I think Johnson's making a good point about turning something in at the store to make it easy for someone to find. But, on the other hand, I don't blame blame someone for not doing that maybe they didn't even consider it. historically myself in the past i've turned things into whoever the manager was on duty someone i felt was accountable that trustworthy that, yeah. that had some some incentive because i didn't want to deal with it any further so yeah that makes sense but i, I mean, it, it just depends on the situation and everything you can't have a one-size-fits-all scenario i mean i honestly. have found people's cell phones and, and gone through the effort of getting it back to them i won't take a reward just because i would want somebody to do it uh, for me i feel like i'm putting good karma out there because i lose crap all the time Johnson? can i share a geek tip okay. for everyone with expensive phones and i know most of you guys there actually have 
at least some kind of fairly expensive phone. My lock screen on my phone is a custom graphic. I made it myself that has my Google Voice phone number on it. Mm. So if I lose my phone, I immediately would log into Google Voice, change my number to a number where I know someone could reach me, and then if they, someone finds my phone and my phone is locked because I have security on my phone, right. then they can call me and still reach me. That was one of the so, things that bothered me. Like, I really like the Android operating system, but the one of the little things that bothered me about it, because uh, I used to use the BlackBerry before the Android, was the BlackBerry allowed you to type your, you know, your name and address and contact info in for the lock screen, and I, the, the Android doesn't let you do that. So I, I wonder. There's, there's got to be an app, dude. There's got to be an app. You would think. I wouldn't. I don't know do how that. to search sure for that. I don't know what to look I'm for sure. for that. I'll I'll do a search for you. All right, thanks. For <laughs> Send it to me too. Power right now. I'm in Connecticut, and we still don't have power in the oh, town. Oh damn it! Dope. All right, man. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. Let's go to Pat, listening in XM or listening on rather XM in Oregon. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for being here. Go ahead, sir. So yesterday on XM News, they had a story about a Spokane police officer that clubbed and tased a retarded guy, and he died two days later in the hospital. And he went to court in Yakima, Washington, which is about 200 miles from Spokane, and they found him guilty of violating the man's rights. Hmm, that's rare. That's pretty cool, huh? I'm surprised. Usually when it comes to the police abusing uh, people, they get away with it time after time and very rarely have any kind of accountability for their actions. So I'm very surprised on that. But what's the punishment for violating somebody's rights? A slap on the fingers and a new billy club? What's that? I'm sorry, run, run that by me one more time. What's the punishment for violating somebody's rights? I don't know. What is the punishment? It's very rare, typically, that they're ever punished. But, yeah, did you, I mean, what did you hear about the punishment in this case? They didn't know. That's all they said. So Uh I imagine there was no punishment. Well, if they're found guilty, there's got to be some kind of punishment. Well, the guy that murdered uh, the BART cop in San Francisco that murdered a man by shooting him in the back while he was handcuffed on the ground surrounded by cops, uh, that cop only got 11 months. Yeah, got a year. Thanks for the call, Pat. Appreciate hearing from you. And again, it's very rare that they'll ever be found guilty. I mean, imagine if you had a person on the ground and accidentally shot them in the back. What would you get? I uh, mean, it didn't look like an accident to me. 855-450-FREE, but that's what they claim. That's what the claim was. 855-450-3733. More coming up here. Your t- uh, thoughts on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you're already on hold, at least. If you're not, well, probably not going to be able to get you on tonight. But we do this thing seven nights a week. So if you don't get on this evening, call back tomorrow night. We can talk to you then. You can bring up anything you want. That's the point of the program. Tonight here it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you there. If you enjoy this program, you can shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through the links you'll find there, and you'll be able to buy whatever you need through Amazon and get whatever you want, and Free Talk Live will get a cut of the sale. It's that simple. It's Amazon like you know it. With all the same great Amazon deals and free Super Saver shipping and a lot of their brand new items, you can even buy used as well. Just enter through shop.freetalklive.com and Free Talk Live gets a cut. We go to the phones 
and to the fun. Zach is listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Zach. Yeah, I'm calling about the, the lost iPhone. Yes, sir. I got broken into the house. And uh, at what point does property become lost and not yours? Like, what? at what point does something, you know, become, like, free game? That's because a great question. It's a re- the other callers it's, it's were tough. saying that it was, like, an inherent, you know, like, you must you're obliged, you, like, you're obligated to do something. That's ridiculous. What do you think the answer is? I don't know, finders keepers, honestly. <laughs> I think I, it definitely depends on the item and the circumstance. I, I, I think well, it depends on the item I and the circumstance. I lost my wallet a few, like a month ago at the 7-Eleven. I ended up leaving it on the pump. And uh, a person picked it up and turned it into, a, I had a school ID in there. I went to school last year, and I don't know currently. But they turned it into the school, actually, and they called me. I got in touch the next morning. If, if someone were to turn it in, like, at the store, there's no way any of that money would have been in there. The guy didn't take anything. Actually, he may be giving him half of it as a reward. Well, that's great. I think it's fantastic. But uh, yeah. like you guys said, it does depend on the item and the circumstance. Obviously, you can't just walk into a parking lot and say, well, I found this nice car here, and I'm just... Looks like someone left right, it here. Right, exactly. Right, so it's just well, it's secured. <laughs> I mean, somebody went through the effort of securing it. I mean, there's a you know the, a cell phone sitting in a shopping cart is clearly lost. Um, now, how long has it been lost, and what's the you know what's the obligation? I don't know. I mean, I just I don't, don't think there's know. any obligation, but I think it's unethical to not try to find the owner. Well, it it also speaks to personal responsibility of your personal security, your your personal artifacts, exactly. or you're you're responsible for securing them. And should you stray, obviously in your case, uh, a kind Samaritan helped you out and you got your stuff back and it all worked out great, but obviously it's your fault for losing your wallet. And sure. I expect to get none of that back. But the thing I was that, actually in the process of canceling everything in there. The thing that sure. I see as yours in that wallet would be your ID or things with your name on it. I think those are your possessions yeah. because they're they're identified and they're unique to you as the user of those possessions. I think those would always retain some sort of you in them because obviously they have their name your name on them. But the the money, I mean, it's 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 difficult to say where you draw the line. I think with something that has your name on it, it's it's clearly yours your idea is always yours there's always the issue sort of abandonment too i mean where does something go from lost to abandoned also uh behind my house is an old railroad track that's been torn up and now um is used to for joggers and snow snow skiers and or snowmobilers and things like that and along this are these sort of metal things maybe they're used to hold coal i have no idea but they're big and thick metal things if a scrapper came along and decided that he was going to pull up his uh, jeep there and a little uh with a trailer on it and toss that thing in the back and then take it to a scrapyard and sell the scrap for something, I wouldn't say that guy's stealing anything. Well, here's a great example that's related to what you just said, Mark. When I was in jail, one of the guys that was in there with me was in for grand theft. Now, what he was doing was he had permission from a a woman that lived in a home that was on the bank of a river up here in New Hampshire to take some metal out of the river. So there was like scrap metal of some sort that had been deposited in this river by some sort of, uh, I think it was like a railroad company of some of some kind. and this, Some point in the past. Yeah, a long time ago. And this woman said, okay, you want this stuff, uh, I'll tell you what, you can have it, Just you just have to take it out of there. Yeah, get my garbage out of here, please. Right, so that's what he did, 
and he and his friend were moving this this scrap metal out of uh, out of this rib out of a river. Now some of it was on the shore, I guess, by her property, but most of it was underwater, basically. And so apparently her property skewed a little bit. It's not like a straight wasn't a straight straight rectangle, so it had kind of a skew to it at the river end of it. And I guess they ended up taking some of uh, some metal out of the river that wasn't actually on her property. It was on state owned property. Okay. So, oh my so they're taking wow. right grand theft garbage. Yes. Right. They're taking scrap metal out of Makes this sense. river, hauling it up to a truck, loading it up. They get caught in the act of this happening. The caught woman, in the act. I mean, they're <laughs> of, of cleaning up garbage. The, they get caught. The cops come up and uh, say, "Hey, you can't be taking this." And they say, "Well, wait a minute. This woman said that that we could. You know, that, let's bring her out. She'll tell you. Yeah, she's telling them. Yeah, they can take this out. Well, this is state uh, state property." And they said, "Look, it's fine. You, you know, we'll put it back or or whatever." No, no, too late. You're already under arrest. So is the side of the road. So you telling me walking along, picking up aluminum cans and garbage along the side of the yep. road is illegal too? Only if it if it gets to grand. Th- I mean, this was grand theft. What if whatever, you got a right? lot of aluminum cans? Yeah, maybe well, it is. I mean, this is insanity. Yeah, that guy was in there for over a year and a half. Insanity. Wow. That is just absurd. Thanks, Zach, for the call. Appreciate it, man. Right. Uh, let's continue here. Nick is listening in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Right. Hey. Hey, Nick. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, love your show. I'm glad that uh gentleman's out of jail there. Uh, I'm sad that he had to spend time in jail. Well, you know, that's what happens when you uh, stand up for freedom. I know. Insanity right. is the word. That's our country today. Mm. Um. My comment on the iPhone situation is I just feel the cops were lucky not to get shot. If it was my house and they busted in my house knocking down the door after they knocked, there's no way they had a warrant in two hours. And for a phone, I, I would have opened up guns on them because I'd rather open up guns on the cops when they knock down my door than to get shot by them not defending myself. Well, they didn't shoot anybody in this instance, and they did manage to get a warrant, according to the the story, and it looks like they they probably pulled it off. A lot of warrants can be gotten over the telephone now. Well, right, and there's GPS on those phones and stuff. Now, as we've said, of course, the the whole situation is pretty darn hinky. Um, It's hinky. uh, Taking the phone home was really silly. And and uh, one one of you gentlemen said something about it being unethical to not uh, try to find the owner of the property. I, I, I don't think I find it's that in our society today, um, and, and anyone else would agree, but uh, it's probably not the best thing. But in our society today, getting not involved, you know, personally, if I saw a, self, uh, a iPhone as a good example in the shopping cart, I would leave it alone. Yes, you can't trust the store. No, there's no one you can trust to give it to. You can trust the powers that be if you leave it right there. I would not mess with it. Right. Uh, and I, I think that there's no – I think you have no ethical obligation to pick up the phone and do anything with it. I think my, my statement about ethics was in, in reference to Mark had said that if he found a wallet, he took the money out and dropped the wallet. I, I see that as being unethical. That's like – well, I wouldn't do it. You're not, you're not obliged to return this to anybody, but you're also not obliged to take anything from it. Right. Agreed. That would be like picking up the phone and making phone calls with it. Right. And then just you know, dropping that, that it when you're done. That would be the same ethical situation. I yeah. agree. I've lost my wallet before, and I'm canceling my cards and stuff. And when I realized where it was at, and I went back to a restaurant, and it was there to my amazement. Never did I expect to get it back, nor the cash. And my wallet is nothing but cash, a clip, and cards, you know, and, and, and of course, ID. But right. they didn't expect to get it back. I, I, in our society today, more than ever, we've removed all of the uh, survival of the fittest, all of the everything that can happen to a person. We, we coddle everyone in our society today so much that 
uh, any chance I get to allow, allow the powers to be to come down on someone, I let it go. If I saw their cell phones, I wouldn't touch it. Thanks, Nick, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. I think that uh, while you have no obligation to pick up the cell phone, I liked Johnson's suggestion or your suggestion, JJ, to take it to the management of the store and, and leave it with them because I feel like it would be wrong to just leave that there. It's going to go out and you know possibly in the rain now, outside or somebody else who right. is unethical might pick it up and take it. If I was you know if I was in a store and there was it was just a, sh- a shady situation and I didn't really trust like there was no manager on duty and no it was just some some kid behind the register who was providing me very poor service. Yeah. I might not be inclined to do the same thing. But see, that's that's completely different circumstances. Yeah. There's always mom and home in cell phones, and those are the places to look. Let's go to Matt in Illinois on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. And now for something completely different. And now Our for something you really like. Coast to coast a couple few nights or a couple night days ago, and uh, this uh, Indian gentleman came on. And he has a warning for, uh, for, well, what might be considered a warning for you, not you specifically, but he says that people who go out hunting Bigfoot won't go to heaven. Why? Um, well, it gets kind of weird. Uh, it sounds weird to start with. Bigfoots were left here by the star people uh-huh. to uh, help with the uh, with the earth uh, changes and cleaning up earth and stuff like that. <laughs> so if you mess with them at all, I'm just warning you, don't mess with that Bigfoot that you're seeing. Oh, it's good advice. <laughs> I am a fan Matt. of Bigfoot. No, appreciate it. Do love the idea you. of a North American primate. Heck yeah. Hey, we're out of time here tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.